0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Resistance broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. We are in December. We are 20 days away from Christmas on this wonderful Monday, December 5th, the year 2022. Do you guys have anything uh, on
1: your uh, Christmas list that's Star Warsy?
0: That's Lacy, and Hi. Uh, James I don't. Is over here as well. I don't
2: either. Mm. My stuff, you know. You, I don't know if you'll believe this or not. I'm I, sure I will. Most Apple. of my stuff is soccer stuff because I don't have anything. And I was Look like, at "This guy!" I, I might... know. I was like, "Oh
1: my god!" What's I
0: was like, the "Shin guards never, coming in?"
2: I've never had no, not like that. Like uh, oh. just just
1: t-shirts, and, jerseys and, and... and stuff, hats. Yeah, that, that hats? Type of stuff. Yeah. Good for you, James. James, I'm so pumped that you're pumped about. He's it. a hooligan like, now. I love when people get super into something, and then like you see them progress, and they're like passionate about. It. I love it. We'll see where it goes. Can I get goes,
0: an apology but... though from James? Why? Can I get an apology? For you what? You made fun of sports for years, and how I like sports. That's because you're a bro. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> she always throws that out there. Like, I'm a bro. I don't think Lacey knows what a bro is. I do. I don't think you know
2: what a hooligan is. <laughs>
0: I probably it's probably <laughs> offensive. So I apologize if the word hooligans offensive. I don't no, know it
2: is, it, but... uh, to, to shorten it. It's just the people who like get mobby over sports over soccer. Yeah,
0: there's a good movie called, I think, Green Street Hooligans. Um, I haven't seen it, but I heard it's like really, a really good movie. So he took um, the
1: title from that movie and then has been calling you it, even though he's never seen the movie and doesn't know what the word means.
0: Nah. No, I, I've heard of the term hooligans <laughs> yeah, before sure. that movie. They didn't invent the term. <laughs> but anyway, we're here to talk about Star Wars, but James, yeah, what, so you're getting some soccer stuff?
2: Uh, Yeah, hopefully, I don't know. I it, it's, it is one of those things, Lacey, you put it perfectly, it's like when just for suddenly for some reason, and I'm like, maybe I burn out on it, but like, why not enjoy it while I'm like on fire for it? Ride board? that ride. Right? Yeah, exactly. Ride that ride. <laughs> so it's like every time I go to the mall, I'm like, I want to go down to the sports store because that one has like a Cincinnati <laughs> section, you know? And I'm always like, oh, this stuff is so cool. It's like blue and orange,
1: man. Love it. Love it. So wow. we'll see.
0: So Lacey, what Star Wars things are on your Christmas list?
1: I'm like super lame. I, I don't think I have any Star Wars things on my list yet because every time there's something that's Star Wars related, I just buy it.
0: Yeah. I bought myself something a while ago. I pre-ordered it and I forgot, but it hasn't come yet. But I got the, the Obi-Wan lightsaber.
1: Yeah, you did. That's right.
0: I don't know. I I don't have no idea when that... It's just going to... One day it's going to show up. I'm going to be like, Kathleen, what did you buy now online? Are you <laughs> kidding? I open, oh my God, the like... amount
1: of boxes that come to my house. Um, yeah, that happened with me. I bought the Mandalorian Ahsoka Grogu set from Hasbro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bought one for me and then one for the podcast to give away. <laughs> so... Did they got... come in? What? Did they come in? Yeah, I have them at my house. Oh. I have them awesome. next to me. They're still in the box, but... They showed up in my house, and I was just like, I don't remember getting this, but I know that when we operate as a podcast and something really cool comes out that we want to do a giveaway for you guys, as in the listeners, uh, eventually, I'm like, do you guys want me to grab one? And I always grab one, and then one for myself as well. So when I get Uh, the box, I'm like, how do I have two of these? I, I, Oh, yeah. I'll
2: I'll say one (laughs) thing. Honestly, um, and it's going to sound like an ad, because it is. But the best Star Wars gift that I got for Christmas was the Columbia jacket.
1: Oh, yeah. They, those are they, really nice. They sent that they to it. us.
2: And uh, and I got that hat as well. But like, yeah, it's it's so nice, so awesome. Um, the hat looks
1: good on you. You wore it the other day. Yeah, yeah. Thank
0: you. Oh.
1: <laughs> James. <laughs> John, and, you haven't uh, worn the hat.
0: I wore it on my video.
1: He did, I'm saying pardon. you haven't worn it on the show.
2: Hmm. um. But no, uh, again thanks to Columbia for sending us that stuff. I yeah, have always awesome. wanted the Columbia Star Wars brand or line or something from there and yeah. well, honestly so like cool. I went back and was looking at all of them. I think this might be like the best one or the one that I would probably choose anyway, you know?
1: I like I loved that crew jacket just for the callback of it. Mm-hmm. Those were impossible to get. Oh the, yeah, the blue Those and were uh,
2: impossible orange. But but that's the thing. It's like I that was that would probably have been my number 1 but then I was looking at this new one, and I'm like, it's basically that same one. It doesn't have the orange on it, but you know.
1: Yeah. And again, I
2: I, was just talking about blue and orange, so I should want that one more. Blue and orange!
1: The other thing I definitely did, which I'm so guilty of, is like when I see Christmassy Star Wars stuff come out, like back in like July, August, September, when I start seeing it on Target's website, I always buy it, so I bought like a Grogu stocking, I bought like all these Christmas ornaments. So if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast, right? That's right. Um I will have a tree up next week with only Star Wars ornaments. I'm so excited. I've never done this before. I'm I'm pumped. That's I cool.
0: just put my <clears throat> like we had put our tree up and put like the the stock ornaments on like the the red and green balls and the, the like christmasy type of things does Kathleen have a theme or
1: balls? no is it just random
0: no it's usually it's me because i have all the uh like weird ornaments and stuff so it's like some yankee <laughs> stuff a lot of my star wars stuff i put up like i have the the 1997 darth vader hallmark ornament which every time you turn your lights on on the christmas tree the sound bite comes, and it's James Earl Jones saying um, that famous line when uh, the force is with you, young Skywalker, but you're not a Jedi yet. So anytime we plug our tree in, that's the first thing you hear is the breathing, and then that. And it's it's the twenty that came out twenty five years ago. That ornament, and it's still like in good shape, thankfully. I put it high up, high up on the tree enough so my kids can't rip it down and smash it on the ground. Yeah, it's it's well taken. I've care put of,
1: so but... many jingle bells on the last layer of the tree um but daisy's figured out how to take them off and put them back on so they're just all over the place
0: god yeah my daisy rips off the balls and smashes them on the ground like they're grenades (laughs) oh that's bad (laughs) she thinks they're balls because she has we have bouncy balls in the house yeah that you know she can bounce around she thinks it so she goes ball ball
1: Sounds like she takes after you, just smashing things. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um. I was gonna say real quick that my wife and I, and it really it's her her idea, and I'm glad she did it. Is like even like right before, like when she knew I was gonna propose, we kind of started this. But we were we started buying, uh, an ornament for every special thing that we went on, like every vacation or every time. Oh, I love that. Every time we went to a specific place or something. That's um, great. Or something that um. I think like one time we went to like a, a Back to the Future, Delorean fest or something like that. And I so, do the same thing. Like so time we grab some more cool. Yeah, we grab one oh, of those cool. and stuff. So our whole tree has become your life, uh, your travels. Yeah, yeah The whole you know, the whole I history of like us together. She can kind of look it over and be yeah. like, "Oh, that's us in Hawaii. That's us in yeah uh, Italy." My tradition
1: whatever. is um, it started with my mom actually. It's every year up until we were like eighteen she would buy us an ornament. It's different every year, but like she'd always write the year on it. So mm-hmm. then when you left, you had a box full of ornaments. So I'm starting to do it for my daughter. I'm really pumped.
2: I'm starting to feel like nice. Jeff Goldblum in that truck in Jurassic Park where he's like, eventually there will be a- Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars talk on this <laughs> Star Wars podcast, right? There, there will.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm going to fire it up right now. We're going to get right into our discussion this week. <gasps>
3: Obi Wan once thought as you do.
0: <laughs> All right. Discussion this week Ryan Johnson and his future with Star Wars. The double edged laser sword, if you will. So, hear me out. Ryan Johnson, obviously an extremely talented and accomplished filmmaker. The Last Jedi grossed over $1.6 billion at the box office. With a B. Was a hit with critics, but was divisive among Star Wars fans, which many would argue fandom still hasn't recovered. Uh Knives Out, massive success commercially and critically, even earning Johnson an Academy Academy Award nomination for writing. The director is very candid about wanting to make more Star Wars. His ability as a writer and director is never in question by most. Uh, but the double-edged sword is double-edged laser sword is. Can Star Wars fandom handle his return? So let's discuss that. Um the idea of if not not <laughs> will he we've talked about this will he come back won't he come back assuming he does come back let's enter that discussion from that perspective um what would that be like what are the, the you know would do the pros outweigh the cons like obviously we think he would probably make a quality product but can fandom handle his return in general uh so that's sort of like i think what's on a lot of people's minds and it makes me nervous too because i would admittedly i'll start by saying would love to see Ryan Johnson come back to Star Wars with a clean slate on something that isn't tied to anything precious to anybody. Give this man the, the blank page he had when he created Knives Out and have him make his Star Wars story that doesn't necessarily uh, alter anything that anyone has preconceived notions about characters and their futures or what have you. But it also I am nervous because I know just his name when it's mentioned because oftentimes when he was still making his trilogy, which I think is no longer happening uh he even talks about like i'll do anything for star wars a tv show whatever yeah like god i hope so i think is the last thing yeah so that planned trilogy to me is no longer a thing um they're still obviously talking he talks to kathleen kennedy a lot but my nerves are people seem to get nervous just talking about him in star wars and i think it would be very tough for fans to be online while he's out there making and promoting a new star Wars project, I think it still is that divisive. When, when you see the last Jedi trending, I turn and run the other way. And that doesn't have anything to do with my personal relationship with that movie. It's just, I know how people still are about that. And I don't think fandom has fully recovered from that. And I, I use it as sort of the mark, like pre TLJ, post TLJ in terms of how fans are online with each other. But I just thought it'd be an interesting topic. So um, whoever wants to take it, let's just, let's enter this as though Ryan Johnson said he's coming back to Star Wars. How do you feel about that, and how do you think it would be in terms of like, this guy's going to come and make a Star Wars movie or TV show, but also, what's that going to be like for fans and, and all of that?
2: James, I, I have initial <laughs> uh, initial thoughts. My first thought is that... One thing Lucasfilm has on its side to Ryan coming back is that it's not a surprise because they've been, I mean, not necessarily Lucasfilm themselves, but they announced this and it's been something that he's been like, yeah, I'm working on it, you know, or I hope, I hope it happens or when it happens, it will do this, you know? And it's like, it keeps getting real
0: quick to, to be clear. We're not sitting here saying like they just recently said he is coming back. Mm -hmm. This is just, hypothetically yeah. it happens and he comes back
2: yeah um i think what would be worse is if there w- there hadn't been an announcement for his stuff the movie happens and it's just radio silence and then they bring him back one day and everybody's like I agree what with that. yeah so they do have one thing on their on is that it's been continually talked about and and every time it gets brought up Fans like us are saying it doesn't look like it's happening. I bet it's not happening, but it has been one of those things where every time it gets brought up, it's like Ryan still iterates that it's probably happening, possibly happening. So I think they have that to, to their advantage. Um, the other side of it though, is that some of his recent comments said, I'd like to do anything. And that got me thinking, okay, don't jump straight in. Taika Watiti, brilliant, you know, accomplished filmmaker, just the same, uh, came into Star Wars doing like an episode of a TV series. And I thought, you know, they could kind of dip their toes with Brian Johnson again. Let him say, well, I'm not ready to commit two years, but I am willing to commit to. I don't know the season. I would finale let him write of, or uh, direct a or something or whatever. Yeah, and maybe if that story or that portion or, or something about the smaller scale Ryan Johnson thing uh, was met with positive expectations, it wouldn't be. Let's get clear. But I think like they could navigate through that and see about a more realistic possibility of him coming back in a bigger capacity.
0: That's tricky. I like what you guys are suggesting. I'm just thinking right now, like, Ahsoka, absolutely not. Um, anything that's precious to fans, he needs to stay far away from for his own good. I'm not saying he wouldn't do a good job. People already have preconceived notions about the Luke stuff. They would tear it apart before they even had a chance to like it. I think, like, I hope there's other stuff that expand, but the furthest thing right now, probably Acolyte. Imagine they... They somehow keep the lid on this.
2: I, that's what and I'm picturing. Like you watch the season finale of Mandalorian season two, and then it says written and directed
0: by Ryan Johnson or something. And exactly, like, people's minds explode because they're like, "I loved it, but I hate that guy. I don't know what to do now." Like, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> but it would have to be written and directed by Ryan Johnson because if he directed something from the Acolyte or another show, people be like, "Oh, he can direct Star Wars. He writes it like crap, yeah, but he can yeah, direct yeah. it." Yeah, it would have to be both. And people would have to like it, and then see the names and not know what to say. Lacey, what I don't, I don't know, what do you think with the, with this situation? Ryan Johnson hypothetically comes back. How do you feel? Do you do you feel anxious as a fan who has a big online presence? How do you feel about that compared to his talent? And you know, you like Knives Out, and we the three of us to be clear have not seen Glass Onion yet. but We've heard. great Yeah,
1: things I it. I loved Knives Out. I thought it was me too awesome. It was one of those movies I left, and I was like, that was killer yeah so creative so well done yeah the shots are beautiful uh the story is just so intriguing that as soon as they announced he was doing another one i was like of course they are it's amazing um the last jedi i've been very open that i have things that i don't like about it but that's normal that's normal with any movie that you have things that you like and you don't like
2: really quick can i can i jump in on that knives out thing Mm -hmm. it wasn't just that they were doing a sequel because, of course, they would. It was a hit movie. It was how they were doing a sequel. And I felt so energized by that freshness of, we're only bringing back one character. It's not connected. And every one of these movies that we do is just going to have that one just character. Just the detective, yeah. And, well, it's and like
0: the, the Agatha Christie Perot. stuff. Yeah, and maybe. we can yeah. do
2: movies on movies on movies as long as Daniel Craig is willing to return. It doesn't have to be connected. It can be completely free. You don't have to... And you can. you could go see... Glass Onion and Nazi Knives Out, and that's very rare that it would like totally... I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm assuming that's the case because that's the genius of what they're doing, that you could go see it, and it would just be a good movie on its own while still carrying over fans the But watch Willow
0: before you watch Glass Onion, just to make sure you understand what's going on. (laughs) Yes,
1: yeah. I have a weird kind of reaction relationship with any time ryan johnson comes up and it's because there's so much kind of tension that surrounds him and i feel bad for him because it's not necessarily his fault i don't think i i I don't think he deserves the negativity and i don't think he deserves that attention um i i just think it's something that's come with the territory because again like john was saying earlier. He, ha- he influenced very important characters, not just in Star Wars, but in pop culture. Like Luke Skywalker is like one of the top heroes of our time. So anytime mm-hmm. you see that, that has such a background and such a connection with so many people, me included, and has impacted you as a person it's never gonna be done the way you want it to be done because it's such a personal relationship. So I feel like Ryan was already on kind of like, I don't know, like eggshells because he was already doing something with a character that people were never gonna be 100% on board with, especially if they have a personal connection with it, especially if he's killing it. You know what I mean? Like as soon as you're like, oh, I'm killing him, you're like, what? And most people are right. like, unless he's going down in a, you know, a blaze of glory, taking people with him, I don't want it. And that's just how it is. Right. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. So my initial reaction to this question is like, do I want to see him come back and do something really cool? A hundred percent. He is capable of doing things that I could never... Im- His creative genius is on a level that my brain can never be at. Like some people are just very, very smart, intelligent, skilled, creative, and we're all at different levels. in who we are as people but he's at he's like George Lucas level like he's at a level that I could never ever get to I my brain doesn't work that way
0: he's a great storyteller yeah
1: right so I feel like do I want to see something from him 100 percent 110 percent yes do I want to see something from him within Star Wars yes I do do I want the reaction that could come from it With the tension and fandom and what has become of this kind of cloud that's over Ryan Johnson, no. I don't want to see that. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want fans to have to deal with it. I don't want the negativity that comes from it. And I feel like there's been kind of this attitude of, oh, well, if he comes back, then everybody will just, you know, stop. And I'm like, I don't think they will. I don't Uh think it's going to get better. I think that's why we haven't seen anything from him yet. And I feel bad for him because he's, they're holding him back from making something that could be the best thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. You know, if you don't agree with The Last Jedi or whatever, but like it could be the next best thing. So,
2: so yeah. l- let me, <clears throat> let me ask you guys this because I, I do agree with what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Sure. I am kind of curious though, when we talk about the people who really did not like Last Jedi, how many of them are the types of people that say, Oh, Ryan Johnson, he's fine. Like, let him go do something else, Star Wars. Just just I hated eight. And I hated what they did what he did with eight. And so is there is like when we think about Ryan Johnson coming back in, we think we think we might be revisiting what we got with Last Jedi, but it might actually be a little bit more like you have Ryan Johnson positive fans being positive for him, and you also have the people, you have a certain amount of people who didn't like Eight and who doesn't like what he did with Eight and was very vocal about that, also being positive about his other project. Because it's not Luke Skywalker, and it's this other thing, and they're fine with him doing this other thing in Star Wars. They just will never forgive him for doing what he did in Eight, kind of thing. You know I what hear I mean? what you're
1: saying, but I that think it might
2: that it's not so much John. I think the like,
1: majority of people that don't like The Last Jedi don't want Ryan Johnson touching Star Wars ever again. See, I see. I don't. I don't. I don't know that
2: that's the case. I feel like when I talk to people about generally, like for instance, you, Lacey, like mm-hmm. I didn't like what he did with Eight. But I do want him to do something else with Star well, Wars. Certain
1: elements of it. I loved sure, what he sure. did with Kylo sure, sure, Ren. Sure. I loved what he did with Ray. I just didn't like Luke. That, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah.
2: But, I, but I, I'm, I, it seems to me like when I talk about Ryan Johnson coming back to Star Wars with other people, it's like they really didn't like what he did with that movie. But there is this other side of them where they go, but I can't deny he's good. And I I think that if he was doing something else, it would be it would be great. I think there's enough people that might be a little bit warm welcomed in uh, by a certain group of people who also did hate eight.
1: I hear what you're saying. I think that there's kind of these pockets of people, which is a good chunk of people, and even fans like I don't want to say who it is, but like fans that I know that Mm -hmm. would say no, I don't want him to touch it. I don't want him to go any because it's just such a negative experience that they've had. And again, I think the thing to distinguish here is that movies, books, TV shows, any type of media that you're taking in is a personal journey, is a personal reaction. And I think that that's what's the problem with a lot of people is they're not able to separate the fact that, hey, so-and-so over here did not have a good journey with this, so they don't want more. So they don't understand the movie. And it's like, no, they just didn't like it. Now, those people have had such a reaction to that. And I think it's due to fandom saying, hey, you're wrong. Hey, you're wrong. Hey, you're wrong for not liking it. That it's then been connected to Ryan Johnson. They're taking that journey and connecting it to him. And they say, I don't even want that anymore because...
0: I that's a real thing. The mm-hmm. the, the lingering feeling where something even though is he didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: He's not in yeah, the wrong but... here. It's just yeah. that people connect him. It's like when you have a certain meal and you get food poisoning and you feel terrible, you're never gonna eat that meal again, even if it was just one bad meal with a one specific like you had bad pizza. Yeah.
2: Or like one gonna... guy messed up your order and you're never going to McDonald's again. Yeah. So- what
1: <laughs> like that just one McDonald's yeah. one yeah. time yeah exactly that's kind of how i'm thinking is like I'm hey I ordered a just p- yeah I'm never ever again <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay but that's can you take away and obviously i'm downplaying this guys i i totally mm-hmm. hear the people that that have an issue with luke i get it but it's just like there there's n- nobody can separate like the people that don't like it don't like it because <clears> they the you know the choice was made by ryan so they see him at fault so they don't want him to also, be a part of what they think is theirs, you know. Uh,
0: and and it it seems clear to me that Kathleen Kennedy is a big fan of Ryan Johnson. Uh people like Pablo Hidalgo. He's always outspoken about Ryan Johnson, where he mm-hmm. doesn't speak about other people. Um, I think Lucasfilm really liked Ryan Johnson because he was very collaborative with the story group and that sort of thing. Um, so I think they appreciated that, and I think they also. Um, maybe get tired of Star Wars getting labeled as the campy fantasy thing. They like it getting prestige credit, um, and he's an artsy type of filmmaker. So is Tony Gilroy. They like the wax poetic about those types of uh, filmmakers, which is fine. I think Star Wars. I like the Star Wars has all those types of things. Right. But I. So my point is, um, Disney then has to be the one who has trepidation about this. And I'm just thinking of, like, for an example, like, I, I remember we were talking about this, and we said, what do you think would happen in this arena right now if they mentioned Ryan Johnson? And you would get a smattering of applause and also a lot of boos. And you would get a mixed reaction from people. And that's exactly how it kind of is. Spread that out beyond the hardcore fans, people who love Star Wars, the people Disney needs to go watch Star Wars movies. I like Star Wars. Oh, there's another Star Wars coming out. Let's go see it. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. You could say, uh, show them a Star Wars movie. Be like, do you know who directed that? They'd be like, I don't know, George Lucas. No idea. I just didn't like that movie. I bet there's people who don't know who directed Episode Nine. They have no idea who wrote Episode. So they seven. know Ryan Johnson
1: that, though. So
0: yeah, so that, general fans. I'm saying general fans. I'm saying
1: general fans too. I think he's. Tied I think, to such a big reaction that I think people, I'm I think in line with Lacy, you see a movie and say, fans.
0: "I didn't like that movie," but they couldn't say like that guy's name. They wouldn't know like who made it. They I would just think, say like Star Wars made a bad movie, Disney made a bad movie.
1: I think that the so many people had such a varied like. There's obviously two sides of the Last Jedi. I feel like you either really loved it or you really didn't like it. That's the majority of people, from my understanding, both casual and diehard. And that being said, I think the casual fans know Ryan Johnson over other directors because they know it's tied to that because they see yeah, it everywhere. Right.
0: So, casual fans didn't really like the last Jedi. Like anyone I talked to about it, they love 7, they love 9, they didn't like 8.
1: Right. And they and know it's Ryan Johnson's because it's in the news all the time.
0: Maybe. I I do think there's that that I think there's that population of fans who just see it as Disney made a Star Wars movie. They don't really pay attention to the writers or the directors, Mm. less so the writers even. Yeah. It's hard to say like who,
2: who, it's hard to put a number on the amount of people that don't know who directed the movie. If given the choice between the two options of like, if you're going, if you're out on the street and you're saying, you know, who directed the force awakens, you know, uh, that star Wars seven, when it came back, who was the director on that? And
0: I think more people probably would answer JJ Abrams. I don't think so at all. Really? Really? So, I think we are thinking in this bubble no, of No 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 the no 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 no, no. no
2: no no. Not not more people than people saying I don't know. More people than saying people knowing Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 okay. It's got to be your bowl, John, I I'm I'm saying it's hard to put a number on the amount of people who would say they you know they don't know who directed Star Wars. Okay. So take that out of out of the equation. Of all the people who get the answer or or get the answer correct, I think more people would know that JJ J. Abrams did episode seven, then people would know that Ryan Johnson
0: did episode eight. Probably, because Force Awakens was a different It Was
2: big, and JJ J. Abrams, yeah. it was a big name even before And, and everyone th- loved it. And it was yeah. all wrapped around like how, yeah, other stuff. So I think that's the case. So I think Ryan Johnson's lesser on that scale. And I do think you bring up a good point of there there probably will be there would be a a large Amount of fans <clears throat> that would just go see that new movie and not and just not have any clue that Ryan Johnson, the guy, the same right. guy who did Eight, yeah. had anything to do with it. But I don't think that when we're we're having these discussions, that what we're, we're we're not really talking about those people. We're talking about the people who are going
0: to vocalize his return.
2: I agree. I, I think I'm,
1: it's more about the, I, the a little more I than agree. casual.
0: I agree, but the casual fans speak with their wallets. And then that that we've seen that with solo, like what happens and what but that, that was effect due that has to Ryan on, Johnson. <laughs> I know. But I'm saying I think that that effect that it then has on what Disney does thereafter, it shifted the whole path. They were supposed to do a movie a year, then they were like no more movies. Now we're doing streaming shows, and now they're shifting back to movies because they're losing money on the streaming side. It's so crazy what's happening. But Back, back to that, that point, I think I am an optimist, so I would like to think even the people who didn't like, so James, like your segmenting of it, the people who didn't like The Last Jedi, I think some of those people maybe got a bad taste of Ryan Johnson because they never saw Brick or they never saw anything he I did before. I have Looper that. sitting
1: on my uh, kitchen counter right now.
0: So those people who were introduced... <laughs> to Ryan Johnson through The Last Jedi had that bad taste in their mouth. It doesn't matter what they saw after, they're like, that freaking guy, ah, man. I have a feeling that there is now the post-Knives Out Glass Onion effect where those people maybe saw that and said, who made that? That guy? Wow. So then if he got a new Star Wars and they're like, this is set 500 years after the Skywalker saga, all new characters, you're gonna be going on a brand new adventure, people may be more open now because they saw what he did with an ensemble cast, got everyone involved in those scripts for Knives Out, fresh story he just created out of nowhere, they may be willing to give him that chance, versus if they're like, Ryan's gonna come in, but he's gonna do something that's around 30 years around, and there might be a tie-in here. I th- In other words, I think there's a better chance people will give him a chance if they punt him way far away. And don't even go back. Don't go in the past, because what happens in the past can impact, you know, the the stories that happened in the, around the Galactic Civil War prequels, all that stuff. Go forward with Brian Johnson, clean slate, wide open space. Literally, I think that's where he would have to go if he's to come back to Star Wars. And I think that's the best chance for fans to embrace that, based on the success they've seen him have with Knives Out and Glass Onion. Because I would bet gun to their heads or blaster to their heads, people who hate Ryan Johnson hate The Last Jedi. I bet a lot of those people saw Knives Out and they're like, damn, that was pretty good, but I don't want to tell anybody.
1: I think you're (laughs) giving people more of an ability to separate their love of Star Wars and Luke Skywalker to something else. Like, I, I think that the reaction to episode eight is enough that people will be like, Ryan can do glass onion. Ryan can do whatever he wants. Just oh, stay away from Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm I don't, sure there's still gonna be those people. I, I think it's a majority yeah. of people, and I think that the people that are gung ho about Ryan have even made it even worse because they're so gung ho about Ryan that they've made the people that could have come around not come around.
3: Um, that yeah. being
1: said, if he did come back, which is what this discussion's all about. I think it's got to be what you guys are saying. It's got to be something completely separate from the Skywalker saga. It can't touch anything that's known. It's got to be its own thing. Let him play in the Future. world. Yeah, let him play in his own Star Wars world. Maybe a connection with stormtroopers or something. Like something, like glimmers <laughs> of, of stuff here and there. Not but, my
0: stormtrooper. Yeah,
1: but not nothing tied to Skywalker, nothing tied to what yeah. we know. It's got to be his own unique thing. Like Skeleton yeah. Crew, but even Skeleton Crew we're hearing is tying into things. So, yeah.
2: so I so I had this question a little bit earlier, yeah. and I wanted to see what you guys thought. And now I'm kind of trying to blank on what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let me... Well, go James, ahead. while
0: you think about it, yeah. let me just say where I'm had sort it. of at. My it. personal opinion on it is I respect that he wants to come back knowing everything he went through. The fact that he fans. keeps
1: talking about it. I'm like dude you I do have human. a lot of
0: respect for yeah. his sort of guts I mean we say guts you know he's so brave he's a filmmaker like get over it <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like he's willing to throw himself back in the fire because he loves it so much and he had such a good time making TLJ yeah. and he's not going to let the reaction take that away from good him and him. I respect that yeah. a great deal mm-hmm. but so part of me wants him to come back for that reason because I want to root for him um, but also I do sort of Sort one foot in that camp you were just describing, Lacey, Where it's like, man, this guy makes killer stuff. I liked Looper. I liked Brick. I liked Knives Out a lot. Uh,
1: I want but, him to keep making Knives Out stuff. Like I would and prefer I liked, that over.
0: I like The Last Jedi. It's not. I'm never gonna reach for it to be my first one to pop on. I still like it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm 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 starting to re-engage my own one-on-one relationship with that movie. Not let fans who Drive hurt that, my yeah. experience with it hurt my Relationship with it going forward, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, is it worth it? Because it is still sometimes so contentious when fans talk about that movie, and it's not just people who don't like it; it's people who like it. So then there's going to be that sort of like anything Ryan does, we feel like we have to say he's the best and all this stuff like that because they have to overcompensate for the haters. And it's just like it's got it's just like, it's a lot to deal with at, because I'm in the fandom deep with you guys and all our listeners and fellow podcasters and people all involved in this space. it It's, it just, it sounds exhausting, but at the same time, I sort of want to root for it to happen. But like I said, the only way I see it happening is like pump that lightsaber 500 years past episode nine, give that guy a blank sheet and, and, and have at it.
2: You have so many other directors in the world. There's so many possibilities that you could do and you, you just, It was so worth it. Like you so enjoyed your time with Ryan Johnson that you got to go back. I I know he's accomplished, but is it worth it?
0: So with Lucasfilm, I think if it was completely up to them and Disney was like, "You make the call here," we would have already seen his first movie in his trilogy. I think this is a Disney thing that is that was blocking it because every other every other thing about this when it goes that thing I like to do, which is connect the dots. He's always talked about very highly from Kathleen Kennedy. On down from people at Lucasfilm. Yeah, I think it was up to them. Yeah, and she offered him. She flew uh, across uh, to to Europe, wherever he was at the time, to offer him a trilogy. You know, so if it was up to them, I think it would already happen. So yes, I think that's the case. I also think things like Andor, which has been one of the least watched of the live action stuff, is going to have long term benefits because it's going to let other filmmakers see like, oh, I can go and play in Star Wars and do this type of stuff. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. It adds a prestige element to it. It may not have paid dividends uh, now financially. Disney Plus is struggling a bit. But I think long-term having Andor there as like that rock is a good thing. And I think Lucasfilm thinks that way. I think this is a Disney thing more than anything. And I, I can see Bob Iger being like, I remember when that movie came out and what that did and what we act decisions we made about solo after it, and we were put our foot down and we put, you know, all that stuff. And I could see him just being like, he's a great filmmaker, but I don't want to be at the helm when we announce he's doing this show or this movie. And I think it would be a movie at this point, uh, and have fans just rip it apart. Like, in other words, is the juice worth the squeeze? And you could have the greatest filmmaker of all time, but if they, make a Star Wars thing that splits fandom in half, um, you gotta wonder if it's worth it. And
1: whereas and it's yeah. like so stuff like tough, the Mandalorian, which is my everyone question. loves it.
2: John John, you yeah. I mean you, you put it into words. Like that's that's the, the, the saying. Is the juice worth the squeeze on Mandalorian? Like, yeah, you okay. You guys are really gonna stand by how good you, this trilogy turns out or whatever when nobody wants to see it or it's just causing your uh you know, franchise to fall apart because there's discourse and arguments and all you sorts know when that movie first movie comes out it's and boycotts like, and all sorts like of like what's stuff.
0: happening with willow you're going to get a twenty eight percent Rotten tomatoes from the fans, and it's just going to be you know more the hate it's going to be zero
1: before it even comes out
0: I know and and, that, <laughs> and that's the thing, and it could be the greatest thing ever, and the people might see it who hate Ryan Johnson and love it. And just purposely say they hate it still because they're pissed off about the last year. Also, there's yeah. money
1: in being negative. That's the other piece here that's that is per- not true, true. I, or yeah. not talked about enough is that there's money in clicks and advertising in hate in anger, D- and anger, disingenuous hate. Yes,
0: faux hate. Yeah. yeah w- One one th- and real hate, but yeah.
2: Yeah. One thing about um this is is you know it might just end up being one of those things where like the as he continues to put out great films and he continues to build up his credibility in Hollywood as as you know one of the best or whatever um i think we're just going to look at at the possibility of him doing future star wars projects in the same way we look at like say spielberg doing star wars it's like wouldn't that be great but it's not going to happen you know it's like i Lucas wish wanted him to i know right? I, I know, I, know I get that i'm saying i just it's like i wish it would happen but it's probably not going to happen just because life is the way that it is, you know? And we we'll would probably just be lucky that we got the one Ryan Johnson movie and that be it. I just, I just, I, I'm kind of, I'm starting yeah. to, and I've been the one that said, like, I still think it's happening because he keeps talking about it, but. Hoping. Well, that's
0: only in the it most recent from, thing he said. It has gone from I'm working on it to I hope to God I come back to Star Wars.
2: Yeah, I just think people, uh, it's just a person talking, you know, like I would, if I was asked about it 16 times, I'd try to deliver my feelings on it 16 different ways, and one of them would probably be like, yeah, God willing, I hope it happens, you know? I know, <laughs>
1: but it's gone from, I'm working on <laughs> I'm it. I'm writing it. My story's yeah. working on it. My schedule's changed a bit. I don't know if it's happening. I'm talking to Kathleen. I hope it happens. God willing I'd hope. <laughs> <Like> it hope like it's <laughs> yeah. tr- progressed yeah. in the wrong direction, I would say
0: I want to paint this picture to our audience like as you're listening to us talk about this, you may already have your mind made up, but just stop for a second and think about this Lucasfilm, starwars.com article comes out Ryan Johnson directing a standalone Star Wars movie 2028 how does what's your initial reaction to that? What's your guttural reaction to that? Are you did, nervous? Did Dan are Brooks you excited write it? Did he did he put up a tweet that said boom? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I want them to like feel it as though it's just announced and what's and think about like what was your initial reaction to thinking about that? And mine is nervousness.
1: Mine is because because of, of fans. Uh, honestly, the gif of the Joker outside the whatever it is, and he just goes, "Here we go," and like yeah. everything oh, blows with up.
0: The fairies, yeah. <laughs>
1: Do you, you know what like?
0: Yeah, chaos.
1: Because you know it's going to be that. You know it's going to be two sides I know, battling yeah. 100%. each other. Hundred percent. That's why nope. they don't
0: mention him at celebration. If they did at the one of those panels, that arena, it would be like, yeah. cheers, like cheers, trying to out cheer the booze. My reaction and it's is like, kissy,
1: uh, kissy, Chrissy Teigen, where it like zooms on her face and she's like,
0: yeah.
2: I, yeah, I, I can think of a ton of gifts that I, I'm wanting, but like I, I, I keep just thinking like if I did see that, I think I would probably do one of those like. Oh, all right, here we go. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, let's see it. Like I, that the part of me like that is involved with the podcast and involved in the Star Wars community would be like. Oh, like exactly what I've said this whole time. I'm not sure how this is gonna go. But is I'll that watch. The smartest move, <laughs> Lucasfilm. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I personally am not gonna get hurt by this. I you know be John that Stewart
0: eating popcorn gift. If
2: it yeah, yeah, if it goes all the way and he does end up making this movie, I'm going to probably like it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting here looking at this, and and I, if I saw that, I would probably think. Like, you know, from that outside perspective.
1: You would think it's gonna be a long two years.
2: I I would think like, (laughs) oh, this is this is an interesting move. I'm intrigued to see where this goes.
0: Yeah, I'm
2: I'm that way too. Yeah. I think I'm not like, oh my God. Right, right. Like, I'd love to see a movie, but this was stupid. Like, I just Now I'm going to be punished for two years for blah, 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 blah. No, I I don't think I am being punished. Jason
0: Momoa opening the chair. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) Sitting down. John is just responding in gifts verbally.
0: Verbally, yeah. well, we, Audio. My first, well, we don't have them up on the video. No, I anymore, know. But...
1: My my
2: first gift thought was actually the um, Emperor's New Groove with the with the thing he goes, bring it on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my first gift thought. I, I think, if it was announced, I would feel a little bit like how I feel about Andor, and my concern would be the people who. Really seem to just like The Last Jedi because there are fans who only like The Last Jedi. They came in at The Last right. Jedi, and they just like The Last Jedi, and <clears throat> then they would say, whatever his new thing is, is finally Star Wars is good or it's better than this. And, th- like, his yeah. andor fans did that too. I don't, I that pretentiousness is so obnoxious, and I, I really am so against the style of I don't know how to articulate how I like something. So the only way I can say how good this is is by how bad this is, this other thing is. I can't stand that type of um, explanations on how people like things, and I think that would happen with his new project. Um, And then on the other side, the people who hate him would be just as annoying. So it's like the people who hardcore like him and would want to knock other Star Wars down to build his up, and then on the exact opposite end, the people who hate him uh, just like viciously Like, those two polar ends and then me in the middle here just like, I want him to make a good thing. I want to watch it. I I like most Star Wars. This is pretty cool. Like, you stay back over there, and then you over there, you guys stay over there, and let me just sort of have my my good time over here. But that's hard to do. Um, Meanwhile, I've been sitting
1: over here for like the past 10, 15 minutes thinking about how, man, I would love a Big Mac right now with some fries because James brought up McDonald's. And oh. I haven't had it forever. I was like, man, that would be delicious right now. Use the McDonald's
2: gonna, app. I love it.
1: I'm
0: going <laughs> to door, I'll door dash it to Lacey's house right now. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm joking, but it, it's weird that one person within the Star Wars kind of universe, production universe, can add so much anxiety to. <laughs> what we do and to fandom and it's kind of unfairly placed like I don't think it's right or wrong in the sense of what he did and what he chose to do with his story it's his I always say this it's their characters their story to tell it's not mine I don't own this but there is a piece of this of like it is a very personal thing for people so I understand the uncomfortableness, maybe a little bit of anger. I just think everybody just needs to take a breath. <laughs> I think things would be a so, lot better in general, not just in Star Wars, if everybody just took a second to be like, hey, I'm speaking to a human.
0: So to, to round out the discussion, because I feel like we're running out of steam um, and we're up on time a bit.
1: I just don't and know what round- else I could say, except like I want to see it, but I, I'm kind of good. Like you want a Big Mac.
2: (laughs) What's going through my head is just like running through all these like fun scenarios of like, what if you were on the street and you were asking people, would you rather see Ryan Johnson, the guy who did Last Jedi, do another Star Wars movie, or Paulie Shore or something? You know, like (laughs) like
0: You always go to Pauly Shore. You love Pauly Shore.
2: No, I think I think he's like the the Nickelback or something of like uh where you can sort of just
1: yeah. Just go to. I, feel I am bad, curious, yeah, go James, to. going off your question of like, if you were to pose that, not just to diehard fans, but just general people that like Star Wars, hey, would you like another movie by Ryan Johnson or more Mandalorian? What do you think people would say?
2: Uh, in that, I think that's yeah. an easy one. More Mandalorian would win.
1: That's what I'm saying, though, is I think this scenario. Is kind of sh- overshadowed by how I, popular I'm The Mandalorian sa- is. Yeah, been.
2: but 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 I'm thinking even with my with my analogy there, if like if you were trying to come up with where's the line, like how mm. bad of another option do you have to go before Ryan Johnson would actually win? Where oh. is that line?
1: I don't think you have to go that <clears throat>
0: deep. I don't know. <laughs> I so let's say right now, um. You get like I told think. That...
2: Okay, let, let's go with bad but not terrible, like M Night Shyamalan or something like that. I think people. I would, would... take
1: Ryan over M Night.
0: Yeah, so that's not, interesting. not even close. See,
1: Ryan I, has I, a better I, track like
2: record. A, like oh, one but I good think movie. I'm I'm leaning on Lacey's side here. Like I think there are people out there that as soon as they figured out Ryan Johnson was the guy who did Eight, they would go M Night. <laughs> Anybody but Ryan.
1: Oh, I get it. Like as you're saying. soon as they okay. put that
2: those connections mm-hmm. together, there there would be the extreme of anybody. I'll take anybody over, and they might not even really mean that. But that's Colin how the Trevorrow, poll would come up.
1: Ryan Johnson.
2: Yeah. So so it's like how far down that line would you have to go before it would actually start to be fifty fifty, or actually people would be like, "Well, I guess I'd rather see another Ryan Johnson movie, and even though I hated it." Over.
1: Okay. How about
2: <laughs> someone who you know.
1: A Ryan dog. Johnson, Colin <laughs> like Trevorrow, the- which one what? would you choose? Colin Trevorrow, Ryan Johnson.
0: Man, I, I would choose Ryan Johnson. Con- I've never seen Colin Trevorrow make a Star Wars, so it's hard for me to do that.
1: Yeah, well, it's hard- Phil, I mean,
2: but that's the same with M. Night Shyamalan or Polly Shore. Phil that- Lord, my Chris being Miller, like somebody else, or, or Ryan Johnson, Lord Miller. <laughs> well, I would, t- <laughs> I would take Lord Miller in that. <laughs> Because I think they, they were on their way to doing something cool. Aren't they involved know.
0: with uh, Cocaine Bear, which Alden Ehrenreich's in?
1: Is he in that movie? He is. Yeah. He's he's like this oh drugged up guy. It's actually really funny. I, that trailer's wa- terrible, though. Matt, was, Matt and oh I, I were God, talking about Oh, my God. That looks how, incredible. It looks incredible. You think it but looks incredible? But the trailer is cut together poorly.
0: Oh, Matt I, and I yeah. were talking
1: about the actual dynamic of the trailer cut.
0: Isn't that on purpose, though? 'Cause it's like cocaine, it's supposed to be like chaos. I think I it wasn't even just notice cut him. Is he in the trailer poorly. or is he just
2: in the
1: movie? Yeah, he's wearing a jean jacket. Yeah, he has like two lines
0: in the trailer. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. I and I,
0: I, one of his lines is the effing and bear is on cocaine. <laughs> I must I uh, seriously, he, he
2: must like look different or something. I don't know. I didn't even notice it. I watched it, I was like, Yeah. Carrie I'm, Russell's I'm not in interested it. In, yeah. in that at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Zori Bliss, Han Solo. It's a it's a it's a it's a scene, man. um all right so i think i think the best case situation would be if he is coming back in my opinion way post episode nine Mm -hmm. he gets to do a movie or something uh and tell his own story and then i think that would be the best case scenario for him to get accepted back with fans and also just let someone who's such a good creator Uh, create without limitations and he couldn't do that in the middle of a saga trilogy. So yeah, there, there there would be, you'd be eliminating the variable of well, JJ wanted to do this. And then Ryan did this. And then JJ in response did this, it's like, no, here you go. Create a story. It's in star Wars. Go. I don't Mm -hmm. know, but Mm. (sighs) I'm curious what everyone thinks about it. Our listeners and, um, there's gonna be more debate about it as every time there's a snippet from him about his future with Star Wars and stuff, and it's just it is the most interesting situation mm-hmm. because there's still the chance that he is coming back, and um, I'm not saying it's like Voldemort, but when you hear the name Ryan Johnson, I, you, you get nervous as a Star Wars fan because you don't know. Even when you're like out somewhere and you're like sizing someone up, and and you're like, yeah, did you see the new Ryan R- Johnson movie? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, is he the guy who did Star Wars? Like, yeah. It's like, what'd you think of that? You're like, they're like that movie sucked, and you're like, oh, yeah, or that, or like, oh, I like that one. You're like, okay, you know, it's like what he's he's a barometer. It's 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 interesting. So, any final thoughts on uh, on this before we move on?
1: Not really. I think we talked it through pretty well. I I just look forward to, regardless of Ryan Johnson doing it or not, more movie announcements.
0: Please. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he does come back, well, I'll be
2: rooting for him. Me too. That, um, that actually reminded me of, of what it was that I was almost about to say, and that it was that we have had Jon Favreau, and we had, um, uh, now I'm blanking on his name, but the Book of Boba Fett uh, showrunner. Um, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. And then we just recently had Tony Gilroy doing these shows. And when it was coming to, like, is the juice worth the squeeze, like- There's so many other talented people that could direct and lead these types of franchises, and would they want to dip their toes in Star Wars? I actually think that because of the recent success of the TV series, I think that it's more likely that we should be looking forward to good storytellers coming into the Disney Plus side over the movie side Uh, even.
0: I'll tell you right now. And Being In, like, Vindy, oh,
2: like I don't Vindy... want to do a movie. There's too much pressure with all that stuff. But if I'm going to do Star Wars, can you give, can, Could I do a show? Like that would be mm-hmm. really cool. And mm-hmm. again, that's um. Oh, Lindelof's doing a movie, right? He's not doing the show.
0: Yeah, but... you got to keep an eye on the what's going on with Disney Plus, though, because like that loss that they re- reported, well, like, they yeah. may be changing that. What whole... was the loss? One point five billion.
1: That's why they're raising the price at ten ninety nine.
0: of their subscribers or 30 to 40% of their subscribers are in India and they only pay the equivalent of like $3 a month. So it's, it's a, it's a real serious issue. And like they're obviously looking at the returns on the series and there were some that got big ratings some that didn't, but even the Marvel ones, I don't think some of them got the biggest returns. I know
1: Hawkeye didn't do that well. I don't think,
0: I don't think she Hulk did well either. Um, I, I haven't just, even seen I, that. I still but, find
2: it so fascinating. Like I've always thought Disney Plus was sort of a no-brainer. Like I'm like, okay, it's like, you know, X amount. Now if they're raising it very high, obviously people are picking.
1: But, people are picking and choosing now. No, I understand, yeah. but but yeah. to
2: me, it's like anybody with, with kids, which are a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like that would be a no-brainer one because they would just have access to every Disney, you know, all the Disney content, all the old movies, everything. And you don't get that on Netflix. You don't get that on Hulu and all these other stuff. So if mm-hmm. you have kids, Disney Plus is like, well, we have to have that. I know there's other options like noggin and other things, but but my stuff is is I just I am so surprised that Disney isn't just that standard one for so many families.
0: That like the recent numbers that came out were surprisingly that more people um that don't have kids have purchased subscriptions to Disney plus in the last year than people who do have kids. And that's probably why they're turning to opening the door to stuff like Deadpool and R rated stuff going on Disney Which plus. Which They're you now know, reevaluating feed, like daredevil.
1: I heard is there.
0: we have to feed to the audience yeah. that's buying this stuff. It doesn't mean we're taking away the family friendly stuff, but we got to be cognizant of that. And then also the potential merger of Hulu. I mean, it's going to be, a lot a lot of changes i think and Iger now is tasked with being responsible to do that but the other the last thing i am just thinking if indy 5 is like just a smash i'm talking like I, it's gonna make money because indy 4 made a ton of money it 100 will make money billion but so. a, at least a billion yeah at least but yes i th- i think i think top Gun how money, fast i think how fast
2: will it hit a billion
0: I don't
2: know. i I, think a, it'll I don't know. I'm just intrigued. I hope Avatar how confident you
0: are. Right, Rise of Skywalker made a billion, and and I don't think I, I think Indy Five will probably be received better by people than that. I I. But and here's what I'm saying: if it's a, a hit with critics and with fans, and makes a lot of money. You know damn well they're gonna like try to get him to do like the next Star Wars trilogy kickoff or something. Who James mangled, Mangold. I mean.
1: Mm. Yeah. He was supposed to do yeah. Boba Fett, wasn't he?
0: I think there was a rumor he was doing stuff with Mando, but he debunked that. Mm. Um, but
1: no. So we'll see. Lacey's no, right. he was it, originally doing a Boba Fett movie.
2: It was like we were in the theaters to go see right, maybe Solo and the and news then dropped got, that Mando was doing canceled. a Solo a, Boba, he Fett a movie. Boba Fett movie? Oh
0: yeah.
1: Wow. And then it got canceled after Solo. Yeah. Oh, and then Obi-Wan and then... got reworked after Solo.
0: obi yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, hopefully, Indy is awesome, and then hopefully, he does do Star Wars, but that's. And then that's the Mangold cool. thing was we'll
1: someone out. said he directed an episode of Mandalorian, but Mando, he was just was at it. set, I think, yeah. just looking at the technology or something.
0: He was drinking coffee like George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I missed that man. Mm. Oh, man. I'd love to sit down and talk to that guy about like Panda Express or something. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he loves mall food. Anyway um let's move on to our next segment why don't we and lacy um You're you want me to do this yeah 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 all right all right i don't know i don't know that i don't do the spiel as well as lacy does but <laughs> i'll give it my best shot here um so this is the patreon powdery All right. Now you want to make sure you're subscribed to the pod, whether that's your favorite audio app, or of course a new channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Um, but we also have, believe it or not, if you're not tired of us, a lot more exclusive content on our Patreon. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast and tier start at $5 a month to support the podcast. And it's not so much that you're going to be getting this exclusive stuff like our Q and A's, We have uh, meetup calls with our top tiers. We have a Discord server. um, uh, Our polls, poll chats, uh, polls. uh, You can submit topics to the show. A ton of stuff just by becoming a patron at $5 and up. Check out the tiers, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. But if you are one of our generals or spice runners, you can actually be on the show. And that's what this segment is. So what we do is we pitch you a topic or a question. You give us your answer, and boom, here you are on the Resistance Broadcast. Um, Now, before we get into that, we do have to thank our top tiers, our generals and our Spice Runners. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, the cool names, (laughs) Paul Sullivan, and Aaron Ellington, our newest general. Thank you, Aaron. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gunner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Uh, And thank you to them and all of our patrons for all of your support. Again, check out the site. If you want to support what we do, uh, it means a great deal because it will allow us to grow and you're starting to see us do other videos. We're doing Willow reactions, indie reactions, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer reactions, a lot of stuff that we're doing on our channel, on our podcast feed, and your support allows us to put the time and work in to do that so if you're able to consider supporting trb thank you uh this week on the patreon padres is general frank grande what's up frank and we asked frank it's december 2025 you're sitting in the theater about to see a new star wars movie for the first time since *Rise of skywalker the lucasfilm logo flashes on screen and you're hoping are you hoping for that classic star wars opening sequence Or do you prefer something different, like what we got with Solo and Rogue One? Frank, what do you got?
3: Hey, so you probably guessed that I'm a big fan of the classic Star Wars opening sequence. I love it. You know, I remember when the the Force Awakens came out and just sitting in a theater and all of a sudden, bam, it says Star Wars. And then the, the, the word scrolls came out and I was just like, Star Wars is back. And I was so pumped. And that that's why I really, I really hope we get it again in the movies. Nothing against Rogue One or Solo because I love those movies, but um. But yeah, that classic sequence, opening sequence, is just uh it just made me feel like a kid again. It makes me feel home, you know. It's just to me it separates Star Wars from other movie franchises because when you see that, you're pumped and you just know you're in for a great time. So here's crossing fingers, hoping we'll get it again. All right. Well, that's my take, and uh hope you have a great day. May the force be with you.
0: All right. There he is. There's Frank's answer. Oh my god. That is uh as unique as they get. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lacey, what did you think of what
1: Frank uh, put together for us? Frank, you <laughs> killed it. Well done. I loved how you brought that into the video. Um, <laughs> I completely agree. I, the, there's something so wonderful about the opening crawl, and as soon as you see it, you just get so hyped. Uh, even after the person that yells at the Lucasfilm logo, um, you <laughs> just get <laughs> that much more excited. <laughs> Uh, to see those big words and to get the fanfare and all the excitement and the crawl sequence music and you're just like i'm in a star wars movie and there's always someone that records it with the flash on and everyone's like stop turn your phone off Uh, (sighs) um but there's just something about the camaraderie with the opening sequence which is just so exciting uh thanks for making this video we really appreciate it we love having you in the community you killed it as always great job
0: yeah, James, what do you think, buddy? I know Rogue One's your your thing, so.
2: I mean, I get it. I think that Star Wars made the right decision of doing stuff, moving away from it, but I think that the fans very clearly miss it, too. So I think if we are talking about 2025 and, you know, I don't know if this in this scenario we're talking about episode 10, but... I think that uh they would probably be right to bring it back and probably just have a couple missteps or something however they want to approach it uh, but uh but I but I yeah I think I think it's probably the right thing. I think you're right, Frank uh fingers crossed we get it again uh, thanks thanks for sending us that <laughs> it was crazy and uh thanks for being a patron.
0: Yeah, Frank. I know um, I'm gonna blow up your spot, but when you sent it, you're like, "Let me know if this is okay. I can, you know, if it's stupid, I can do it again." Uh, not stupid. I thought it was clever. I thought it was adorable. I thought it was awesome. Uh, you making that crawl, so that's pretty cool. Um, I I agree with you. I, I'm actually gonna go a step further and say I think it was a mistake that they took it out. I think there's something about part of you know there's the hunger for the theatrical experience for Star Wars, and I think as that grows, with that is. That moment that everyone knows, and it's when the screen goes black again after the long time ago, and you're waiting for the blare and the yellow letters, and it's just a very—it's—it's—it's it's, it's Americana. It's a staple. It's you know, it's—it's it's something that is not able to be replicated by any other franchise, as you put it. It's very distinct, and I think running away from that is a mistake. So I—I I, I think Rogue One, it had a crawl, and I think they got rid of it. And then Solo, they did like an abridged thing. Um, but I think it's got to come back. And whether it's a saga film or anything, I think every Star Wars film should have it. You could change the colors of it if you want to leave yellow for the Skywalker saga, do blue or whatever for, for other ones. I just think it's so integral to what Star Wars is. Um, and to me, that's not nostalgia or, or fan service. It's just the DNA of Star Wars movies. And kicking off a Star Wars movie with that, it just feels it feels naked without it. So I'm with you, Frank, and I hope we do. I'm crossing my fingers too, man. So uh, thank you for your answer. Great job Um, setting the bar for the next person. So um, thank you so much for all of your support. As always, you're always so supportive of us, Um, whether it's on Twitter or in the Discord, um, just being a great fan, that means a great deal to us. So uh, not only did you do a great job, but you're an awesome fan and we're honored to have you. Thanks, buddy. Um, We're not done yet though. Uh, So we're going to, We're bringing it back. It's been a while because we were doing our Andor stuff, but it's time for our next segment, and Lacey is going to do that.
1: I just realized I lost the chance to say, and now we're going to go to Lacey. Thanks, Lacey.
0: Ah, yep. Greatest moment of my life.
1: I already did it anyway. All right, guys, it's time for (laughs) Resistance Transmissions. So This is the part of the show where we hear from you. John puts up a crazy wacky situation on Twitter and you guys give your answers and I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what you said and we see how it goes. It's been a while. It's nice. It's like coming home, you know, like the best. Oh, um, all right. So the situation is pick any Star Wars character and what their top gun call sign would be and no Star Wars call signs like Red 5 don't count. I love how John has gotten to the point now that he has, always has to add a little bit of a caveat to all I, these. I
0: gotta. Oh, because the <laughs> I got one, they already have them. It's called Red Five. All right. <laughs> okay.
1: First up is postcards. Uh, gold Leader. Ever heard of it? <laughs> postcards from the Galaxy's <laughs> <of> Edge <laughs> at PCGE underscore podcast. Hey Shannon, how's it going? She Shannon. said Ray Scavenger Skywalker. Love it. I think perfect. that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Next is Mark at The Kind Vacans. And he said, cereal tricks Carn, as in the cereal tricks. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't get it. Well done, Mark.
1: Yeah, supposedly they're like the Trolls cereal that they just pull all the blue ones out. <laughs> like it's the Troll World Tour movie, like special cereal, and they bought a bunch of boxes and just pulled the blue ones out.
0: Wow. Pablo Hidalgo just like... Had a few and he's having a bowl circle at 2 a.m. And he's like, you know what? I'm bringing this by Tony. we am putting that in the show.
1: <laughs> Next is Mike Ramori at Drum Jedi who said, Will Huff slippers Tarkin. Well done. You guys are really good at this.
0: That's excellent.
1: Next is Brian Pothier at B. Pothier. Brian, how's it going, man? Where you been? He said, Anakin Skywalker call sign Sandman. <laughs>
0: That's
2: pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> By the way, did you um did you guys see this was in our um, Patreon Discord? We have a, a a section called Dad Jokes. I think it was in Dad Jokes, mm-hmm. uh, but somebody posted like Tarkin being like, you know what really makes me mad? What really grinds my gears? Like how people don't think I'm the main villain of this movie. <laughs> it's like what did Darth Vader do? He like killed some old guy and then like didn't and lost the plans or something. It's like very clearly he's the villain of that movie and for some reason people just don't think of him as it because I guess Darth Vader continues on. So they I love that James just
1: had to explain the joke to us like we wouldn't get it. No, I, did I do that? Yeah. I don't even know what the joke was. The joke is saying, he's saying that Tarkin was just like, why is Vader the real villain? Like I'm clearly yeah, the villain. yeah, yeah. Oh but I, yeah, yep. but
2: I but what I was explaining was I think why people say that is probably because mm. Vader was in the later movies mm-hmm. and they just think of him as all three. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Vader... The
1: first one he really doesn't do that much. He just goes. In the
2: first one, like if, if Star Wars stood on its <laughs> own, I don't think Vader's. He's it, like he's like wow, but I I don't know if people do think of him as the villain. I think they they would probably think of him as that one the enforcer. Line.
0: That one line where he goes, Vader, release him, and he goes, as you wish. That is that sort of power dynamic where Tarkin is sort of giving him Vader an order. Yeah, like I would, th- I think right. they would think of him more as like the enforcer. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, next is Carmelo at a gray Jedi. Hey, Mello, how's it Mello! going? He said, Grogu, and the call sign is Baby Yoda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not perfection. wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Next is Brian Ward at Brian E. Ward. Hey Brian, he said, Weequay bartender call sign Free Town." <laughs> <laughs> it's Free Town now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: still to me one of the funniest parts of the we He's just like, "It's Free Town," like because they had that, to get man. it in there. They had to make sure that they were like, "Hey, book people, don't worry, we got yeah. you." <laughs> it's Free Town. <laughs> so funny i guarantee that like that line got added later and they were like hey Favreau, uh we gotta add john we gotta add this line here where he says it's freetown and john's like what he's like it just it's got to make sense with the book and he's just like whatever
0: it was originally an f-bomb it was f-town and they changed it to freetown that's an you, andor joke
1: you really yeah, uh, yeah. grasping
0: Oh, people people just laughed at that. They appreciated this. Nobody <laughs>
1: laughed. All right. And last but not least is Adam Odal Odal. Adam, congrats on your new Padawan, Adam. Congratulations yes. to you and your family. Yeah. We're really happy for you. Um he said Tally Lintra, call sign burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would man. say that our call signs bombs away.
0: As we and we as we have a conversation on Ryan Johnson. <laughs>
1: You know what's the funniest thing about that is that it started with like a joke about how I was like, I don't get why you hear her voice as you're outside the spaceship instead of inside the spaceship with her. And it's so jarring to me because everybody else, you hear them inside their spaceship. Like the sound is. In the cockpit. Yeah, Yeah. sitting like you're in the cockpit with them. And then for hers, when she goes, bombs away, it's outside the spaceship and it bothers me. So then it turned into a joke where I was like, yo, she sucks, <laughs> even though there's nothing wrong with her, but it's stuck on this
2: long. <laughs> I thought you didn't like her because you didn't like the line. like the,
1: You I, don't like how she says it. I don't like how she says it, and I don't like the sound of her. Of It, it was a choice decision to make it outside the ship.
2: It should have been it should have been a camera that goes from the inside and then through the glass and out. <laughs> yeah. So she's just like bombs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just look, she's not a bad character. I feel bad that she dies. Like I make jokes like, Oh good she died. I'm clearly yeah. joking.
0: Kylo Ren killed her.
1: Yeah, he totally did. Spin move into killing her. Uh yep. but murder. I just feel like that line was one of those lines and it, it happens in every movie that you just go, Ugh I, don't really, I didn't need it.
0: Star Wars has plenty of those lines. I'm yeah. not yeah.
1: saying it's just this movie. I'm saying all of them have it. They are just like, Ugh, I don't know. but just to add on to that, the sound of her being of it being outside the ship bothers me. I'm like, why did you do that? You have everyone inside their ships. You have Poe for the first 10 minutes of the movie inside his ship. Why is she outside? Why is, why is the camera outside her ship? Drives me nuts. And the way that she goes Bombs away. Like, good. You're gone. You're blown up. Bombs away. <laughs> and that's, why Kylo-
0: that's why Kyla. That's why Kyler Run killed her. He couldn't stand how she said bombs away. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> She's dumb. like, you're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. Yay, Star Wars. Uh, back to you, John. All
0: right. I mean, we've been pounding the drum, but we need your help. So make sure you are subscribed to our channel. Uh youtubecom slash at broadcast and of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been sharing their Spotify Wrapped of the Resistance Broadcast. Uh, it's so cool to see us in the top five amongst other. Like it's so weird seeing people like Joe Rogan, which is the most watched podcast in the world, and then Resistance Broadcast. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> thanks guys, appreciate that. That, but is we'll all jokes aside, it's that amazing. List, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's amazing that people uh, share those things and that you listen to us. So thank you. Um. Uh. And thanks for everybody trying to support us on the new channel and that new venture. So appreciate that. And just for listening and watching and being a part of our community, uh, spreading the word, um, all that stuff. Thank you so much. Um. Uh. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, and uh, my movie podcast, just like the movies, uh, we'll be putting out uh, an episode tomorrow, I believe, on Batman Returns, uh, Christmas movie style. Um. I feel like I missed plugs, but I don't know. But anyway, James, <laughs> what's up? Um Twitter and Instagram both at Myra trunks
2: Right behind
1: me. Uh people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillarin and then on TikTok at it's Lacey Gillarin.
0: All right. Did not get my Um,
1: mail. Well, I technically did, but they won't give it back to me. So Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Punks. Mm -hmm. Um all right. Well, we hope everyone has a great week. Uh we will be back with you on Thursday as we go live, TRB Live um and of course uh the podcast apps the following day uh but thank you all again and we will see you next time with another episode right here on the resistance podcast You around kids